My Muy Bueno Women in Business podcast to inspire, empower, strengthen, support, and motivate you on your walk as a woman in business. I'm Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno, and welcome to season three. Here we are. It's back. I'm back, finally. Just been having to go through all the crazy motions that I have in this past year. And now I have gone through them all. I am in a place that I can share better. Not much, but I can share things I've learned and how I've grown. Uh, Please excuse the very husky voice. I've been talking way too much. (laughs) There's a surprise. Um, So yeah, we have husky voice just seen today, I'm afraid. It's so, yeah, I've been hoping it was going to shift before I recorded. It just seems to be getting huskier. So There we go. Um, I hope you are all well. I hope you've had a, um, well, I'm sure you've all had your ups and downs. In this past year, it seems like this past year was kind of like the next layer of repercussions from the previous year. Everything that happened then, and then there was another layer to it all last year. And wow, (laughs) did I find that out the hard way in all the ways. I think last year has to have been the hardest year of my life to date. And those of you who know elements of my background and my uh, very traumatic childhood and younger years, um, that's quite a lot for me to say that. Um, But it was crazy. And it only got crazier. And I had to go into survival mode. Um, I had blow after blow um, that knocked me sideways and I had to just keep on getting up, showing up and pushing forward. Um, I've got two little boys who need their mummy and um, I, I have to keep my business ticking and I have responsibilities and I take all of those responsibilities very seriously. Um, And I think ultimately it was my business and my boys that saved me last year. I think they grounded me. They stabilized me through the crazy. Um, And when I was, say, I was pushed to my limit, I was pretty close to breaking, I think. Um, It was was that bad. Um, I think it was many, many things that happened um, and it wasn't all at the same time. So it kind of staggered out this unveiling of layers over the course of kind of an eight month period, which is when I then, when it got to the height of it is when I had to finish the last season early, um, aptly named self-care because that's what I had to do. I had to put a ball down and I couldn't talk candidly or talk when I was in the middle of what I was going through. It was just too much. So I've gone through a process. I'm now at the other side of it. So I can look back at a kind of 360. Um, And although I can't talk about the ins and outs of it all, I can talk about other things and share those things with you. Because if I can go through the things I did last year, you know, that just means and come out the other side of it stronger than ever. That means you can too, no matter what you're ever going through. Um, there's always a way and, you know, tomorrow is always a new day and we will always, the sun comes up and you will get up and put your feet on the floor and power on through it. Um, so yeah, turbulent, really crazy. 
Um, on day, days where I even struggle to breathe and just, and that, well, well, more of that at the end, because quite aptly, you know, COVID kind of came and hit my life like a giant wrecking ball, really, into my business and my my personal life in all the ways. It was only quite apt, I guess. It finally got me and took me hard, uh, but more of that later. Um, anyhow, I was faced with so many different situations which floored me. I didn't see them coming. Um, so cliched, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I just didn't see it coming at all. And especially in my safe space, my happy space, space where I'm vulnerable. Um, and that's where the rug was pulled. And, and it just it just really knocked me. Um, you know, I'm an all, all or nothing girl and you know, what you see is what you get. I'm very transparent, very candid. Um, but for me, you know, trust, integrity, honesty, all my values, I hold them very, uh, close to my heart and I stand by them and they are, you know, fundamentally they're the, everything that I do in business and in my personal life. So when those have been compromised, um, in your world in such a, a way, uh, like they had been for me, it just pff, confused me and turned my world upside down. I felt like I was in a giant snow globe that had been really kind of shook up, especially after the year before. Um, but as always, going into survival mode, going into autopilot, I guess, and I just had to keep wiping my tears and cleaning my face and cracking on and keeping busy. And what I did was not just keep busy, but I kept busier. Um, and through that time of keeping really busy, putting, you know, I'm in my happy place. I'm in my happy place when I'm dealing with my chefs, when I'm talking to people, um, when I'm slamming jobs and I'm um, smashing it uh, with my business and and putting in in all the ways, building new friendships and relationships and um, and networking and just growing the business, uh, like I have been working hard since being in London in all the amazing ways with all the amazing people here and doing what I do and what I love. And then with my boys, just putting in with them, nurturing them, um, going out and, you know, doing my visits and eating and being my happy place there. And also ultimately having that was good because it meant I was actually eating then. Um, I'd lost a ridiculous amount of weight and probably probably the only good thing that came out of, I guess, um, coming out of lockdown and then having all of that happen. Um, but uh, I also started to see a trainer and get fit and kind of ground myself each morning with Pilates and that was the first kind of part of do, having something for me, giving myself something, um, which I found really important. Um, you know, my day is a crazy blur all the time anyway, let alone then trying to navigate and deal with emotional trauma and confusion and things like that. Um, and so that kind of gave me an anchor, I guess. And from that, I started to do other things that I, for myself. So I invested in myself lots of different courses last year. I haven't done course for ages and it was really good. Um, I did my creative direction course, which is like a six week course. I was having to cram it in and cram the homework in and do the assessments. And in, in between like 18 hour days of running my house and, and yeah, looking after my boys and doing it all on my own and just having a nightmare situation with a nightmare nanny who, yeah, left my boys <laughs> yeah, across the road and left a hob on in my house. And ultimately I realized I, I don't need a nanny. Um, better I just, you want a job doing, do it, do it yourself. So <clears throat> went back to 
juggling more than ever before in all the ways. Um, and then thankfully later in the year found someone who helps, um, differently and that much more. And, um, but when I needed her and, and that was great. So I had to put pillars in place with different people, um, both in my business and in my world personally, just to help me and to support me in the places I needed to, because there's only one me. Um, and I couldn't be in 400 places at once all the time. And also I recognized I couldn't burn out. She says with her deep husky voice now. Um, but really it was kind of, uh, then wanting to do things for myself, wanting to invest in myself. So um, I just really had this need and want to do so. Um, I was going through hell and it was kind of like, I'm not going to allow this situation to defeat me. I'm not going to allow this situation to be bigger than me. And like, how dare it in any way, it's already consuming me and consuming my emotions. So I'm going to not fall down. In fact, I'm going to do more. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do more with my boys, more um, visits, more courses, more training, more into me. And of course, at that time, you have then the next layer of people in your life. You really start to see who, again, in every kind of testing situation you ever go through, you really get to see, you know, who are the people who show up? Who shows up for you? Who showed up for me when I was going through the things I was going through? you know, I had a couple of people at the very start of things, but then when they got harder and deeper and bigger and crazier, then where were they? Um, they weren't checking in on me. They didn't know what to say. And you know what? It was that realization again about taking that big panning for gold sift and taking those people out of my life, like, and, and a reminder that you need to do the same. And now I've talked about naysayers before, and we take the naysayers always out of the equation, uh, the wrong-uns and the toxic people. And now these people that I'm talking about, they're not toxic, they're not naysayers, um, but they're simply just not people who don't have a place in my life anymore. Um, you know, things happened and they weren't there. They didn't support me. They didn't lift me up. In fact, if anything, they drained me and exhausted me. You know, I'm always lifting other people up, but you know, when I'm going through hell, I need some love and support. And if the people around aren't offering that, then they kind of don't get to be around in the good times too then, do they? You know, and I think simply put, I think they're just no longer your people. I think, you know, you're moving forward in all the ways. And I think we can all say this and look at this in our lives, but we're always moving forward and powering on and, you know, and there's the people who aren't and maybe they're stuck or, or whatever, that's their path and their journey. But the difference between you becomes, starts to become really clear. You're not that person anymore. You're not where they are still. You're in a completely different place because of the journey you've had and the experiences you've had and the people you've met and the growth you've had. And that's it. I mean, last year, I really grew a lot. You know, I thought I had it all figured out, right? I, re- I mean, rewind, Okay, now now the the tears kick in, but um, but I did, you know, is that crazy? I thought I had it all tied up in a nice little bow with my amazing cookbook and the whole package. And then wow, no, it's uh that's not necessarily always meant to be. And everything changed. Everything has changed. But you know what? For the better. And takes a lot to say that now and to see that now. 
But ultimately, like every hardship or adversity or struggle you ever go through, on the other side, the sun does shine again and things get better. You're a different person for it. You've met new people who have come into your life um, who you never would have met if it hadn't been for the person you now are and um, the situations you've been in. So every dark time has a purpose and a benefit. And even though it's very hard to see that when it's happening, it's that belief that the good times will come on the other side of it and just going to keep on keeping keep on keeping on until you get there. So I really found that throughout last year, I had some amazing new friends um, come into my life, people here that I had met and knew, yeah, became just friends with, and they were there for me throughout this time. Um, And then I had friends back in Mallorca who were also there for me, and that meant the world. And, you know, I had, uh, you know, girlfriends just, even if they were just checking in, just sending a message to check in, like one friend just messaged me like every other day, just to say, you don't have to open the messages, just, just, just saying I'm here. And if you need me, I'm here and just thinking of you and sending love. And that meant everything, you know, and it makes such a difference. And it's a reminder, you know, when you've got someone in your life who's going through hell and they're literally like got the oxygen mask on, which I joke saying that because that was me in September in the hospital with COVID. That's how bad it was, but we'll get to it later. Um, But, you know, that whole analogy of put the oxygen mask on yourself first, you know, before anyone else, because you have to look after you. And, um, yeah, I really just saw the the friends who did that and they stood up and they were there and they supported me and it really showed me, you know, how so important, you know, uh, important that when, you know, you have any friend in your life or anyone in your life going through something that you need to be there for them, you know, and be a friend and check in on them. And even more now in this world where we are so aware of mental health and um, issues and consequences. Last year I had... F- two people in my world who um, uh, have committed suicide, um, you know, uh, close proximity to me in terms of kind of my circles of people. Um, And that was a massive shock. And again, the reality of, you know, again, mental health and the the destruction that all of this pandemic and COVID has caused. um, It's been, yeah, it's been brutal and and it's had dire consequences everywhere across the world um, and the impact of those things that have happened behind closed doors that people aren't aware of and so I think it's just reminded a reminder to be mindful um, you know you don't ever know anyone's story um, and that's really important you know not judging um, so that's that I guess and so yeah hard work bears fruit so everything I was putting in last year through all the shit, sorry, I'm going to have to press a, put the, the button on this episode now for saying that, uh, um, but, but it was shit. Let's just be really blunt about that. It was really, really bad. And, but all of the hard work that I put in, into my business, into my boys and into me bore fruit. Months later, here this year, by the relationships, by um, 
just hard work into the company and the business to evolve and grow in ways now in a direction that I hadn't even ever conceptualized in my mind before. And then now it makes all the sense in a billion ways. Uh, my boys are stronger, they're savvy, they've got their heads screwed on. We went through hell together and I was very honest with them. And I talked, we just talked everything through all the time. And that was really, there's power in that, you know, I'm very, um, I'm just very straight and very honest. And um, I felt that was my way to navigate through my situation, but also to include them because they were a bit, they were affected <clears throat> directly and the impact on them and the three of us like crying every day. And it was crazy. Um, but we powered on, we got through it and, um, yeah, I, uh, they're, they're amazing. I scooped them up in the middle of the summer and we had an amazing blowout trip to Santorini. I hadn't been away for like five years. So it was, it was good, um, good for the soul and a good opportunity to have a reset. Obviously I still had to work because the wheels have to keep turning, but it was amazing. A little piece of paradise, uh, for a short time amongst the insanity of all of the horribleness. Um, so yeah, then of course got to the end of the summer into September and bam, I got COVID and I got COVID so badly. I ended up in hospital with sepsis. That's how serious it was. And the reality of it was pretty frightening. You know, got no family around, um, you know, no kind of close friends to call upon who were, you know, close um, enough. And, um, you know, friends, girlfriends who are back in Mallorca or down in Dorset or, you know, not anyone who's in the vicinity, as it were. And um, the reality was it went from a cough to, and a fever to a really bad cough and a really bad fever four or five days in. The cough was so bad, I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't sleep um on like the fourth night and you know and you wake yourself up in bed with all the cushions and hopefully you'll pass out at some point well that didn't happen and I couldn't stop coughing um, my ribs were throbbing I couldn't keep food down because I was coughing so much um and I remember at four o'clock in the morning I felt a shift with my kind of breathlessness um I couldn't I just couldn't breathe <laughs> And, um, and I had everything, right. I'd gone through the motions of Beecham's and my wake up juice with all extra ginger and extra lemon. I had hot curries, had my Nando's obviously, um, extra hot, like everything that I would usually do to hit me up and make me better. And then the last one was ordering all the ingredients to make a roast, you know, a good roast dinner fixes everything. And it's when I took the chicken out in the oven. Um, and then I just took the tip off the crispy wing, which is my favorite part and that gnarly and crunchy yumminess. And I went to eat it and I went, uh, all I can taste is salt. <laughs> and I smelt it and I couldn't smell the chicken. And I just went, oh, I'll say it again now, I guess. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, ran to the fridge, looked for a lemon, couldn't find a lemon, used them all in my wake up juices. Um, <laughs> Uh, I had found a lime, cut into the lime, smelt it, smelt it, couldn't smell anything, smelt the skin, gave it a squeeze, nothing. And I was just like, shit, <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it's definitely COVID then. Um, anyway, that was it really. I was, I was wiped out. Um, and uh, the night that I couldn't sleep for the coughing getting so bad, so brutally bad, um, got to like four o'clock in the morning and I went and ran a shower, like a really, really hot shower. And I put a load of Olbers oil in it. Not that I could smell the Olbers oil, but just to sit in the shower on the floor and just have that steam help open my lungs up. And it was literally like an accordion. Um, is the only way I can describe it. I'd gone from having, you know, in, out, in, out of an accordion to kind of barely being able to open 20% and then down again and then open a little bit and then down again. And that terrified me. Um, it was the reality of my boys are in bed asleep. We're on our own. What's going to happen if I keel over, if I can't breathe and, and I keel over? Like, who's coming for me? Where is... When are they going to find me? Do they even know how to dial 999? Suddenly my brain was filled with all of these things. And I had to, I mean, I hate hospitals. I hate, like, I'm always, I've, I just fix myself. You know, I always have other than having my children in hospital. That's been it. You know, um, I'm all about the juicing and this, that, and the other, and just good food and, and health and stuff. And it really, um, it really scared me. Uh, so I had to, I, got to kind of six o'clock and I messaged my PA who doesn't live so far. Um, and she knows me well, obviously, and my boys well, especially. And so I messaged her and I said, I need to get to A&E. I don't want to take an ambulance. I don't want to call an ambulance because my boys had already been through enough and I just didn't want them faced with seeing me with paramedics and then being carted off in an ambulance. I thought that would be really traumatic for them. So, um, I just told them I wasn't feeling very well and I needed to go to the hospital and that my PA was coming. So literally she kind of pulled up. I walked past her. She took one look at me and just her face said it all really. Um, and that was it. My cab driver drove with all the windows down, foot down as fast as he could, got me to Charing Cross Hospital and I walked through. Oh, and in typical Justine style, I packed a bag with my laptop, with the job lists, with the charge, <laughs> with, with the dressing gown, with fluffy socks, just in case um, I was prepared. And um, anyway, I got there and I walked through the front door uh, of the A and E, and I didn't get any further than that. I dropped my bag, and I just said, "I've got COVID, and I can't breathe." Uh, within seconds, like three people came up, they scooped me up, and got me into um, a, a side room, put an oxygen thing up my nose, and um, immediately tested my blood pressure, and then scooted me into another room. And then from there, um, they gave me some steroids, three pills to take, which. Um, would open my lungs up and they did. And within an hour, uh, they took me off the oxygen and they had done the job and that was great. But they wanted me to have an x-ray. They wanted to check everything and give me a full workup. That's how they then came back and told me I had sepsis. So that was pretty, pretty scary really, because that's how bad things got already in such a short space of time. Um, and the reality that I, if I didn't make that decision when I did, could have had dire consequences. So, um, that was that, but then they came back from doing my x-ray to inform me that I had two fractures in my spine and how did I have a fractured spine? And I was like, what? I was like, look, my back's hurting, but I just thought that's from me 
hunching over my laptop and working loads of hours at the moment. And I have been having a very difficult time, um, you know, but no, I haven't fallen. They're like, well, you must have at some point. So at some point I fractured my spine in two places, like full on fractures. And it had, uh, only once I left the hospital, went to a specialist in Harley street, had to go and have an MRI and all these things and find out that it had happened within the kind of nine, uh, six month period. So at some point in the summer and healed itself. Thank goodness. So no injections of concrete needed in my spine. Um, but that was kind of crazy as well, really. It was kind of, I guess, a good thing. I'd obviously had a knock or a fall somehow without even realizing it, some sort of impact. But I was running on adrenaline. I was running on, in my survival mode, I just didn't feel it to the extent that maybe, yeah, I would have if I wasn't running so fast in so many things. Um, however, uh, they kept me in overnight in a COVID ward, which was pretty awful. I literally sat kind of with under the sheets. I pulled all the sheets up over my head. I didn't care. I just wanted to get out of there. Um, there was a woman opposite me like coughing nonstop. And I was just like, please don't make me more sick. Uh, thankfully, they were really happy. I bounced back very fast and they let me go the next day praise the Lord. So off I went, isolation. I'd had my PA. I'd already did lots of research that night in the hospital bed and I had my PA organize a sunbed for my kitchen because I read that UV kills COVID. And also I just needed that. I've always suffered from chest infections. And when I get sick, I, it's my chest that gets hit the, the hardest. It has been since I was little. Um, but I just needed that kind of sun on my skin, on my chest, that warmth. For me, that kind of made a lot of sense. So I would sneak down late at night and go on the sunbed for 10 minutes each day. So I emerged from isolation with a lovely golden tan. <laughs> um, I must say, I, I yeah, Wagamama's made a lot of money uh, from me because I had like a chili chicken ramen every day and flushed just all that broth, that lovely comforting broth, um, just flushed everything out and uh, loads of juices and all the goodness really. And then paracetamol and sleep. And it was the first time, I think that w first week I was just absolutely wiped out. I couldn't think without needing to then sleep. I was just exhausted. Um, and I remember I could like barely work, you know, usually if I'm sick, I can work from bed, but this was different. This was like wiped out. And I, I remember having to deal with a client um, who wanted to speak to me and calling the office, calling the office. And the girl's like, no, no, she's unavailable. Um, and in the end, I just had to message him and say, look, I've just come out of hospital. I've had COVID. I can't speak to you without coughing my head off. Uh, and I'm wiped out, but I can deal with you on WhatsApp. So, and that's what I did. And even just having the back and forth and having to think to do that um, and go through the motions and handle the situation and then literally pass out. I mean, I just like sapped of all my energy. And then week two, I felt like I turned a corner. I then just felt like it was a really bad hangover. Like I'd smoked all the cigarettes and drunk all the tequila, really. Um, that was literally the only way I can describe it. And then after about four or five days from there, I, it just left much like a hangover. It just lifted. And that was it. Um, and then I was kind of, I remember like just cracking on with it and getting back to my 18 hour days. And everyone was like, oh, go easy. And I was like, but I feel fine. I feel great even. Um, and that was it. I uh, didn't have my taste and smell for quite a while. Had to do smell training, which I must say massively helped and really helped. I can't tell you how many people I've kind of passed on my, my method of how I 
got through COVID uh, and got my smell back. So yeah, four essential oils, rose, lemon, eucalyptus and clove and having to smell them for 15, 20 seconds each morning and each evening, one by one having a good smell for like just closing your eyes and really trying to imagine um, that scent. And slowly but surely within about a week, I started to smell the eucalyptus and the clove. And then slowly, slowly about two weeks in the lemon and the rose to the point that I could then differentiate between them if I kept my eyes closed and just randomly picked a bottle and then guessed it and looked at it. And I was like, yay. Um, And that was it. And then I had loads of, I was going to Noma and I was going to France and um, uh, that following month. And I was like, I need my smell and my taste back. Oh my goodness. And actually it was great because all of those visits I did um, at the time for different restaurants, I literally was being exposed to so many different foods, so many different ingredients, flavors, um, truffle, white truffle. Wow. I could smell her a mile away. Yeah. Every time truffle was near me, especially the white truffles at the time was just that potent gloriousness. Um, it was amazing. And I, yeah, had no trouble smelling that. And that was the thing. Anything strong like that was fine, but the subtle stuff, um, took time, but now I am good and everything is probably, I'd say, say I'm not still a hundred percent, but a good 80, 85% there. Um, and otherwise, yeah, good, fine and well. Um, so it's been a, yeah, been a crazy time. Um, and throughout that time, just investing in myself, I did my private photography lessons in order to better myself with taking photos when I go and do these restaurant visits. And my photography, food photography has massively grown and I'm super proud of where I am now from where I was a year ago. Um, and I love it. And I, I invested in a, a new camera, a beautiful new camera as well, really researched the right thing for me. And, um, and then, yeah, I learned how to use it properly. And, um, and then I did my wine course, my We Set. Well, I did that before I had COVID level one, which I smashed and I loved it. I love wine. I love learning about wine. I was fascinated and I was just absorbing everything because I just find it amazing. Um, and so I was booked on level two, but then I had COVID and then I lost my smell, my taste. So I had to bump the level two and I had to keep bumping it actually, um, and in fact, I was meant to do it just a week ago, but now it's been bumped to May anyway. Um, but that's that. And then, yeah, I did my Condé Nast course in creative direction. I launched My Muy Bueno Media, the media arm of My Muy Bueno, uh, which will tie in with everything else I have planned ahead and um, connected. And then, um, yeah, uh, expanded my Muy Bueno lifestyle with our private jet service. Uh, now we do caviar and luxury coffee and fine wines and whiskeys and spirits too. So really providing for all of our high net worth clients and our chefs on yachts in all the ways that they need us most. And I even bought myself a car. I bought myself outright a mini to do my driving lessons in and learn to finally drive. Uh, however, I must say I bumped my theory test about 4,000 times because I just have not got time to read those books that have sat by my bed since I bought them. But I will get to it. Uh, but it's the fact that I have it now and I can start just chipping away when I can. So lots of things for me. Um, pushing the business forward, growing it remarkably in lots of amazing ways, um, chipping away at the backlog of all the kind of the debts and loans and things from the whole last 
few two years and the pandemic and then obviously hit with other ways as well that haven't had to kind of course correct and just figure things out. And, and that's what you do. You know, I think it's that whole course correcting all the time and having to, you know, you get thrown into this situation or that situation and just having to tackle things head on and um, not allow them to topple you in any way um, and, and navigate them and, and, and yeah, get through them and come out the other side stronger and better for it in all the ways. So yeah, I think that's, um, that's pretty much everything really. Um, I mean, I was run into the ground so much last year, I ended up getting reading glasses for goodness sakes. My eyes, by the end of lockdown, those first horrific few months on my eyes, I had to go to an eye specialist who told me that I had holes in my eyes because I'd been staring at the screen for so long and not blinking. So my eyeballs were drying out and had holes in them, um, which was mad. And then I had to get reading glasses because I'd screwed my eyes so badly throughout those months. Um, uh, it is what it is, I guess. Um, which then leads me on to saying something more, which was a saying last year that I really adopted and I adopted well. It just goes back to what I started with, just talking about the kind of people who aren't your people anymore, recognizing that, only having people in your life who are, you know, the good eggs, but also the ones who are your people. It's so important. I think now more than ever before, we're drawn, we're attracted to those people, your people, you know, um, people are on the same path as you. And those are the people you want around you in all the ways. Uh, you're good for them, they're good for you. Um, but when it came also just to other people and people's opinions, I found last year, I had lots of people who had opinions, you know, oh, maybe you should work less. Oh, do you think you should, oh, you were going, puppy, don't talk about the puppy. I think I did obviously last season, but yeah, the puppy was a form of distraction and joy and happiness at a time when it was super crucial um, in our lives and gave us all the, gave me companionship and just was just this bundle of joy and happiness for the boys and for me and perfect. But I even, you know, had a girlfriend who said, you know, do you really think a puppy is the right thing right now for you? And it's like, yes, yes, I do. Um, you know, and the same with business. It's, you know, ultimately it's like you do you and I'll do me. And that basically became my mantra. Um, and so I, I, urge you to adopt that same mantra because it really helps. Um, you do you and I'll do me. And you know what? That's perfect. Because again, a reminder that no one's walked a day in your shoes. No one knows your path. No one knows your life or your world or your anything in your business, your routine. Um, you're just nothing. <laughs> so who is, is anyone to judge? And also it was a reminder and it took me some time because um, I was so offended and hurt by kind of that sort of approach to me trying to do something good in a time of darkness um, and said saying, yay, yay you, you know, and people, you know, where are they? When Well, then the good things were happening. They're not there saying, yay you, um, but just pointing out negative stuff. And it just reminded me that, that's just the people who are projecting. They're projecting onto you their insecurities, their fears, not yours. You want to do things because you want to do them. So you go and do them. Like it's nothing to do with anyone else. You know, it's your world. It's your path. It's your journey. It's your future. It's your business. Like literally it's your business. So, um, 
a big fat reminder about that, I think, as well. It's super important. So that kind of sums it up, I'd say. Um, I am going to be flying out to Mallorca in the next few weeks. I will be at Max's Garden um, at on the 31st from 12 till 2 of March um, to share all of these things and more because obviously I'll be there in person and can talk freely and uh, inspire you all in all the ways, boost you all up, power you on um, so that you are more than equipped and ready for a powerhouse summer ahead in all the ways. And then, uh, yeah, next episode, I'm going to be talking about finance. Really important. We haven't covered it yet. And after the year I had or the two years I've had, Definitely got lots to share with you there, which I hope will resonate and help you in different ways. And then we'll be starting with our first guest after that. Um, And yeah, head first into a a really dynamic and exciting season ahead. I think I'm drawing upon a lot of my circumstances and experiences last year while navigating through the shit (laughs) Um, to get to the other side while running my business, while being a mummy and literally a single mummy all of last year. and still smashing it. And what I have to take and uh, from all of that and share with you, you know, covering things like finance, covering things like judgment, uh, authenticity, all of these things to be constantly reminding you um, to just continue being you, you know, and um, because there is only one of you and you're amazing and just being you in all your ways and letting your guard down and, and, unapologetically being you in all the ways um and if people don't like that well they're not your people so let them go leave like let them go it's that whole kind of balloon let it float away cut it off you know um so yeah gonna be shining light on all those sort of things in all the ways brilliant guests coming on sharing all of their stories and journeys as women in business and that's pretty much it. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Um, Until next time, in two weeks time, keep well, make sure you keep all your ducks in a row. And remember, no matter what gets thrown at you in any way, it's all temporary. All of it is temporary. Just remember that and you're going to get through it and get to the other side and know that you're going to be a bigger, better version of you than the one that was before that whole experience. That's it, everyone. Take care.